0: I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good.
1: Are you Tony, Stank? Don't get technical with me.
0: She needs to sort out her priorities.
1: That's no moon. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. So who talks first?
0: You
2: talk first? I talk first. Welcome to the A Plus Z Movie Review Podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm A, which stands for Alex.
2: And I'm Z, that's Zach. We saw Thor, Love, and Thunder, the 29th film in the MCU.
1: (laughs) I'm not doing it right. (laughs) The guitar.
2: (laughs) The 12th entry in phase four of the MCU, including the TV shows, uh... I was excited to see it. You know, we, we've gone through a lot of ups and downs in Phase 4 already, uh, but I thought I was ready for the excitement. Original Avenger, some fun stuff with Taika yeah. Waititi.
1: Original Avenger, like, original, original, original. He's one of, like, the main four.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know. Main if, Thor. If you were tired of the uh, the intro movies, or maybe you were just tired of dealing with all this multiverse nonsense. Our boy Thor was still going to come back, swing that hammer and or axe, show some lightning bolts and, and save the day with some colorful stuff. Very uh, colorful. So this this film, as we said, it's uh, the 11th or 12th in the Phase 4, 29th in MCU, fourth Thor individual movie, the most by a single solo character, solo films.
1: Would you have thought that <laughs> no. Thor, of all people, would get a fourth like the most oh i was convinced
2: at some point that we were going to get iron man four, uh that downey would i mean we are getting a
1: captain america thor or jesus a captain america
2: (laughs) four. right but it's not steve rogers four. it's right it's it's
1: sam wilson one right Or sam wilson 1b
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes 1.5 uh well you could call falcon winter soldier like the preview the prequel yeah yeah um,
1: Slight disclaimer for this episode: I'm battling an illness, so I sound yeah. a little off.
2: That's that's why the whole thing has been delayed. I had the illness, then you had the illness, so we're we're a little we're we're a week behind where we want to be, but we're here. We saw Thor over the weekend, but I
1: sound funny, so
2: apologies. Eh, we all sound a little funny, don't we? <laughs> um, so Thor, four love and thunder, the sequel to Ragnarok the next stage for thor after endgame you know where we leave thor in endgame he's going off with the guardians of the galaxy to go travel the galaxy and do some adventures and save some peoples find and himself find, as well yeah you know he's been through a lot of a lot of crap over a several year span and uh losing his father his brother again and again and again <laughs> but for real this time Asgard blowing up. All, all is it though? Of, well, all of, uh, all of the events of Endgame, Thanos, the five years, the, you know, the whole thing. So quick, quick synopsis is we find him, he's with the guardians, but he's not being fulfilled. And, you know, he, he needs to really go d- discover something. Uh, it turns out that the gods are in danger because Gore, the God butcher is on the loose, uh, trying to take down gods and Asgard is next. He has a sight sets on, New Asgard, so Thor has to spring into action, and there he see- meets in the in the throes of battle, mighty Thor. It's a lady. Who who could this Thor be? Well, it's his old flame, Doctor Jane Foster, played by Natalie Portman.
1: Thank you for saying doctor. She is. That a doctor. was nice. Yes.
2: Uh, and uh, and so they team up, and through some hijinks of. You know, ex-romantic comedy uh, bits in in places. Uh, they have to go fight Gore the God Butcher and save the universe, and uh, and find themselves, save the children, save the universe, and save their love potentially. Ultimately, yeah, we'll get into it. We'll we'll get into the full spoilers. Don't want to yeah. Don't want to let you know what happens. We still want to go see the movie, but for people that don't want to be spoiled and just want to know our thoughts, Alex. Did you like this movie?
1: No, I did not. And that's not a bit. I'm not being...
2: Should we let you go first? I don't know.
1: (laughs) Uh, No, I think I should go second. Okay. I'm electing to go second. But no, I did not like this movie.
2: I did. And I... Trust me, I understand why people don't like it. I understand why you don't like it. You know, this... There was a bit of a... Uh, a discussion after Ragnarok, right? Is why Taika Waititi came in and bring a, brought a lot of life and uh, like a turn, a whole new direction. For he Thor. had
1: a lot of work to do after for <laughs> the
2: dark world, yes.
1: which I have so many thoughts about post end game, like just yeah. insane, but no, he had a lot of work to do to sort of write this ship.
2: And he came in with, and, and, and at the time too, people were kind of complaining about the MCU was a little samey, uh, you know, uh, too much of the same style, the same look, and Taika Waititi's comedy and the bright colors and just the, the vibrant energy that film brought really changed the direction of the MCU at that point and, and led us on to the home stretch and the End Endgame and, and kind of where we are now. Um, and But the but the thing that came out of that movie, and, and even I had some trouble with it sometimes, was just the scattershot shotgun nature of Taika Waititi's comedy Throwing a lot of stuff at the wall, it's all quirky, awkward. It doesn't fly for everybody. And I know that's something you didn't like about it, and you can expand on that too. And while I think it works uh in Ragnarok, the early parts of Thor, Love, and Thunder suffer from it a little bit. I it it just seems a very little bit unpolished, a little choppy. Um and I think it cleans up by the end of the movie. And ultimately it's still a lot of fun. I mean, I I've never not had fun watching anything taika waititi's done but uh i i thought it was ultimately pretty fun it worked for me maybe taika gets a little too taika but again fun and christian biel was great as gore the god butcher and i think this film really finds itself in the second half but uh why did you not like your
1: it? your overall synopsis or your overall
2: yeah, thought your my,
1: blurb as it were
2: my overall thought as as you'll see on the instagram choppy choppy start like i said a little unpolished Strong second half really kind of finds itself in the battles in the in the the love story between Thor and Jane, um, and Christian Bale was great. I, I thought Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher was so so good. Uh, I have a thought later of uh his his acting abilities and what characters he could play, but um, I thought it was great. I, I like not great. I just think it's a thing where Ragnarok was so so good. And because this doesn't reach the heights of Ragnarok, people are gonna rag on it a little bit and no no pun intended, I guess. Um, but it's still ultimately very fun and it's it's better than a lot of what we've gotten in phase four, I think, so far. And I liked it. Thought it was fun.
1: Yeah, I found all of that so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Even back then. For
2: anybody that reads our Instagrams and thinks that we agree too much, here's right. here's, here's an example here's for our, you.
1: Here's our spice. Yeah. Um I had that kind of thought back during Ragnarok. I didn't really like Ragnarok all that much. Um, that said, like, of the four Thor movies, it's it's strong. But just the... I like quirky stuff. I like Taika Waititi. And I, like, you know, I watch him in interviews, and I think he's just really funny and and amusing and charming and just it's a joy to watch not for 2 hours you know it just it just got really frustrating just not being able to take any emotional moments seriously at all because i knew that there was some dumb comment coming immediately and i just found myself like super irritated by that um i did think it was A bit sloppy especially the the front half um I think the it does it does clean up a little bit at the end once we kind of weed through all of the riffraff and and just like the the fodder that's like getting us on to the journey we actually want to be going on um I I don't know it just wasn't for me it I don't like really what they've done with Thor's character. Like, I don't want to go into it too much just mm-hmm. for the sake of discussion. But I just sat there like just kind of super irritated with with a lot of it. And I wanted to like it. It just wasn't it just wasn't landing for yeah. me.
2: So um, I was going to bring this up later, but I think your thing with Thor is your thing with Buzz Lightyear in the Toy Story movies, too. They make him. They make him a little too dumb when he's not really supposed to be. Well, at least never really was.
1: Toy Story Four is super dumb, but yeah, he never. I never. That was never my initial impression of him, and I don't. I can acknowledge like. The guy's been through a lot emotionally, um. But I never. Would have characterized him as someone who's. Stupid and I don't want to say unaware because that's not true. He goes through this whole process of being unaware of his own actions and then becoming extremely aware of his actions. Um, but I just I don't know. I he's he's Thor, the god of thunder, not this like sad, needy little like
2: man child. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So my blurb being thumbs down. Not a fan of this, you know, bad joke every 10 seconds style. Felt a bit messy, but we do agree Christian Bale is a highlight, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I thought he was
2: phenomenal. Yeah, I, you know, I I think it's a thing where this happens when we when we review these things sometimes. There I if there's stuff I like I'm able to kind of push through the stuff I don't like or the stuff you don't, or the stuff you don't like brings it down a lot more for you. Is, is that accurate? Yeah. I would say that's fair. I don't think we have ever talked about it out loud, but I think that that's right. Yeah. Right?
1: I think we're both too busy trying to like die on our own Hills and convince each other of our mm-hmm. own arguments to really acknowledge that.
2: Yeah. And I think, I think the other thing with, a couple of these last MCU movies, we're we're going to have a bigger MCU discussion later once, once we get through the, the spoiler talk, but um, a lot of these Phase 4 movies have been kind of, eh. And, you know, it depends on where you, like, with uh, Eternals, I land on the side of, eh, I don't really love it. Whereas you land on the side of yeah, I really like it.
1: I loved Eternals.
2: You know, Doctor Strange, we both kind of land on the side of. Eh, eh. It's fine. And then here it's I land on the side. Of, eh, I like it. It's good. I like it. And you're on the side of eh, Not for not me. Really. The only the only phase four movie that's really like unequivocally hit with everybody is is No Way Home. Uh, well, but, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's almost a different animal. And it's really what some of these movies could be. And it's just we're, we're getting yeah. a lot of like just not there yet but we'll we'll, we'll talk about it in detail Um, but as it stands that's our quick review of Thor Love and Thunder no spoilers you know
1: all bets are off now we're going into spoiler territory
2: we're going to go into spoiler territory right after this little this little deep breath and uh, you know bring the hammer
1: (laughs) eat my hammer
2: these hands who I once used for battle
0: now they're but humble tools for peace. I need to figure out exactly who I am.
2: All right, we're going in full spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie. You don't want to know what happens. You don't want to be spoiled for anything else that's happened in the MCU to date. Stop listening now. Go watch the movie. Go look at our Instagram. Like it. Go follow us on Twitter. Oh, we didn't even mention our handles. Oh my gosh.
1: We have a Twitter now. We have an
2: Instagram, which you've all hopefully seen by now. A.z. underscore movie review. Correct. And you can find us now on Twitter, uh, where we had to change the name slightly because you can't do periods in Twitter names. Uh so it's A underscore Z underscore movie review on Twitter. And uh Also correct. In in our bio you'll find a link tree where you can if you're, I mean, you're already listening to the podcast. So you can listen to it on other podcast platforms if you want to. That's all there.
1: It's all there. And uh, we're just trying to make it as accessible f- as possible for people to not listen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, might have to add that on to the front. Anyway, spoiler discussion Thor, Love and Thunder.
1: Can you do the guitar bit?
2: No, not that one. The Thor one. The Thor one. Yeah. What Thor one?
1: The one in the trailer. You the know Guns
2: N' Roses song. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what it is. It's
2: not the Thor. But it's Guns N' <laughs> Roses. That's what I
1: associated with. I'm sorry. There I...
2: is so much Guns N' Roses in this movie. First of all, there's four. Oh, well, it works. There's four. It's got songs, which I love, and the the november rain guitar solo in the final battle is so cool but we'll get there so we're gonna do it should be
1: called thor guns and roses
2: it's all close (laughs) uh so we're gonna do this a little bit differently than the other movie reviews that you've heard we've usually gone character by character uh we decided to kind of go chronologically through the film to to kind of break it down bit by bit um so this movie opens with (laughs) the start of what we said is probably the best part of the, of the movie, Christian Bale's performance as Gore, uh, we open with Bale and his daughter, which is played by Chris Hemsworth's daughter, uh, tracking through this desert planet. They seem to be the last of their people. Uh, Christian Bale is looking for help from his god. Uh, I forget the god's name. I think but, he was
1: like a Sun God or something.
2: Like yeah. That. Uh, and so in, the, in this journey, his daughter dies. Gore, sunburnt, beat down by the sand, stumbles onto this oasis where the, this God is having a great time. And Gore's like, Oh, I've, I've sacrificed everything for you. Our people are nearly dead. And he's just like, Oh, whatever. I'm a God. I don't care about you. There'll be more people to die for me. And unknowingly Gore gets his hand cut by the necro sword, which gives him the power of wielding this evil, deadly space sword, which if we want to get really technical in comic terms in the comic books, has a connection to the symbiote race, which is Venom, which is too a, deep. It's a long story. Too deep. So he gets the, the, the power of the necrosword, kills this god, and uh, becomes Gore the God Butcher. And that's our introduction to the movie before the Marvel Studios logo even shows up. So that, I just, I thought that was an incredible way to open it. A great way to get what Gore the God Butcher's like, deal is right across real quick. And Christian Bale like, you know, knocks it out of the park.
1: It set a really nice tone early. I mean, not nice, because he, like, literally kills someone. But it was, like, into, it gave me the feeling of, like, oh, this is intense. This guy isn't messing around. Almost kind of, like, Thanos vibes. Like, he's literally called the God Butcher, and our main character is a god. How is this going to go down?
2: And it's and similar to Thanos, is a thing of, oh, gore has a point. Yeah. The gods have, for many gods, as we'll learn later, have forsaken the people that worship them that you know are are, they're supposed to be protecting whereas a a god like thor is out there trying to protect the people god's like uh, gore's god there we're just happy to sit in their oasises and eat their fruit and party with flower nymphs
1: there are times watching um thanos's bits in this saga where i'm sitting here thinking like oh my God, how are they going to beat this guy? He just seems to have an answer for everything. And I was feeling that way just based on that one scene with Christian Bale. Like, he's the God butcher. Thor is a God. How is this going to go down? So it was, it set like a really interesting tone to start, which is honestly why I'm probably feeling so deflated by all the malarkey that
2: happened. And then we immediately jump into the malarkey. So here's the. (laughs) If there's the, the weakest point of this movie, it's so weird because, you right, we start with a strong entrance by Bale. And then the weakest part of this movie is the Guardians of the Galaxy part, which just seems like, just seems badly made. Yeah,
1: it was, it was a it was mess. Weird. They were, I, I had a conversation with two of my friends about this. And I, I put, it was in a text thread. So, and I put in there, Guardians involvement, dot, dot, dot completely pointless and i feel like the fact that neither of them responded to that point at all tells me everything i need
2: to know it's i think it's clearly a thing in my mind as i thought about it there's there's two ways to go about it and the way end game ends thor is with the guardians so either either we could have done this one or two ways either the guardians movie was first before whatever thor sequel is going to come out And maybe that would have been the plan if James Gunn hadn't been sidelined due to Suicide Squad and be kicked off Guardians and and all that stuff. Maybe that's what would have happened. I can't say for sure. Nobody said one way or the other. Uh, And so in that way, but that leads, maybe that's what happened. But the second thing could be, it's clear that Taika Waititi didn't give a damn about the Guardians. And in contrast, maybe James Gunn wouldn't have given a damn about Thor. And so one way or another, they're in this movie because they have to be, because that's where we left Thor. You couldn't just say like, oh, yeah, I left them behind. I think they're, they're there just to be like, here, we're going to drop you off with some goats and Korg and let you go.
1: Yeah, I don't even think that was necessary. Like we could have just dropped the Guardians could have just dropped him off at New Asgard. Like all we had to do was like see a ship and see Thor get off the ship. And wave goodbye, and maybe you have like a little like Groot in the window, like waving as the ship flies away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My thoughts of Chris Pratt aside, the whole thing was a mess. Yeah. Was, I didn't like any of it. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't usual Guardians funny. It wasn't even Taika Waititi funny. It just really felt bizarre that,
2: like, yeah. The, like
1: nobody even like wanted to be there. Chris Pratt looked like a mess. I told you he yeah. looked so unpolished.
2: He he looked bad. The costumes didn't look great. Uh, I did. I for what it's worth, I like the bird aliens. They were. I, I like their design for for what that's worth. Bird um, aliens that they were fighting.
1: See, this is how just like inconsequential all of this is. I can't even Ooh. visualize what what yeah. it was they were looking the, at. So
2: they. I, Basically, the, we well, we start to with the core narration of, which is basically a if you haven't seen a Thor movie, here's the Thor movies yeah. and like a quick synopsis, which is a fine device, I guess. I don't I don't know if you're coming into Thor Love and Thunder without having seen anything else. It's a choice if you have, you know. I hope you liked it. Uh, hope you go back and watch the other ones. Um, and with Did you like the core narration bits, Korg narration bits that they put in three times in the movie? No. Okay. I. You don't like Korg.
1: I used to, Hmm. but not so much anymore. I thought he was great in Ragnarok, but this one, I was like, "There's a there's a part later on where he falls falls apart, and we all think he's dead." And I was kind of like, fingers crossed.
2: Yeah. No. I Korg Korg and Ragnarok is some quality. You, your hammer pulled you off
1: something about pamphlets Piss, Piss just off ghost point. yeah
2: yeah um so yeah i mean thor we get the whole narration of what he's doing and it's like oh he's trying to find himself and he's just sitting up on a mountain and then the guardians come up and they're like well the core narration ends with you know waiting for them to ask to save them in the battle and then chris pratt comes up thor we need you to help us save us in the battle and it's like not mm-hmm. funny <laughs> he je- then Thor just kind of gets up all right rides Stormbreaker into battle and then a cool not well, a battle sequence ensues which is kind of cheesy and it's a if you like that sort of thing it's there there's a lot of gags some Jean-Claude Van Damme splits going on and it's it's silly it's it's extremely silly it plays for you or it doesn't you know it is what it is the battle ends the tower they were supposed to protect falls they've but they've saved this planet from whatever uh they're gifted a pair of goats uh who are named teeth nasher and tooth grinder i think is their names how did you know that because i've listened to people talk about the comic books oh they're not they, they don't say that in the movie that's just what their names are and the goats were <laughs> horrible so what they've done with the goats too Apparently, Taika Waititi hadn't heard of or hadn't ever seen the Taylor Swift, I think there will be trouble, goat screaming meme from 2015. Because in every interview when he's been asked about it, he said, I had never seen this before. Somebody showed this to me on set because we were talking about the goats. And he thought it was hilarious. So we brought it back. So for Taika, it was hilarious. For us that had lived it seven years ago, it was funny once or twice for me. Never funny for you.
1: No. Okay.
2: No. I kind of i I thought it was funny a few times. They could have done it less, but they happen. Well, they, they did it. They ride
1: while. it. They attach it to a tour boat and then ride the tour boat to a planet, crash into the planet, and then you just hear screaming and it's like,
2: ugh, come yeah. on. Uh, but that's where they say their goodbye to the guardians. Uh, because in they've once they've figured out this distress call, they see distress call from Lady Sif. She's back. And she was fighting with some other gods, and the, the, the god butcher's on the loose, right? So Thor is gonna go help Lady Sif. And uh, a, a very funny joke of, well, your arm's in Valhalla, but you're not. <laughs> I can, okay, I can see where we diverge. Um, anyway, th- they learn that New Asgard's the next target. They go back to New Asgard. Meanwhile, we meet, we were re, uh, reunited with Dr. Jane Foster. Yeah. Getting chemotherapy. Oof. again like the 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 things i've heard people kind of having a rough time with this movie and it's certainly because of the beginning there is a lot of back and forth about what the tone is because you start with very serious christian bale stuff which is like oh very good then we go to very silly guardians thor battle stuff and then we hard cut to cancer (laughs) which is just like ah okay where where are we right now what did you think of so, the thing with Jane getting chemo, they don't say the word cancer until about, until halfway through the movie, where the, the movie starts to turn for the better, but they never say cancer. What did you think of reintroducing Jane like that?
1: It made me a little sad, but um, also, I guess, kind of had to give her purpose, because everything we've learned about Jane up until then is that she kind of fulfilled her 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 path i guess where she's like this renowned doctor of this rainbow albert einstein bridge
2: physics whatever yeah time physics she's she's
1: she's pro at whatever the fuck it is she's doing um and that's like really all we learned from her so having to introduce her back into this and on this level of like, Oh yeah, she's great. And everything's fine is kind of like, well, why, why is she back then? I think we kind of needed her to be struggling with something to, to make sense of it all, to have her come back and latch onto the hammer and everything. Um I also really like that. We got Kat Dennings back for a little I bit. I would
2: have liked her for more. Because yeah. I thought she was such an essential part of the crew yeah. in the first two movies that it's weird that she wasn't, that she didn't come along. Like well, they we,
1: split off. I mean, you see Cat Dennings in WandaVision. Yeah, so it's, she's kind of on her own thing. She's but. Doing,
2: sure she's doing her own thing, but I just, I don't know. It just felt like, oh, you introduced her. Why isn't she around? But I think it's a, I think it's also a situation of Taika likes the characters that he's made. Yeah, and he too many people in the, the kitchen beginning. too. Yeah, that's true.
1: There's, there's enough to keep track of. And that's just the people with the superpowers doing the crazy space magic nonsense. Sure, like trying to justify a regular cat. Denning's doing that. It just yeah yeah. It's too hard. Yeah. I thought the I I agree with you that the tonal shift between God butchering to silly guardians to cancer was a little tough because you're really trying to like find the lane of of what's needed. But I didn't hate giving her cancer i guess which is
2: a terrible way of phrasing that right well that's that's what the storyline is in the comics and in the comics they're much more explicit about she has breast cancer and you know she needed the the hammer to fight it off and but it's it's all the rest of it's all the same but it's to me it was just a little odd that they specifically didn't mention like what she had going on with her until she eventually says cancer later. I thought
1: it was just implied.
2: Right. Well, right. It's implied. She's well, getting, they
1: say chemo. They, what else do you need chemo? for? Right.
2: I know, but they don't say what kind or they're, they're just kind of like, oh yeah, she's sick. It's not important. It's, it's not, but it's just like it's, it's, but that's, I think that's part of the things of like the beginning of this movie is a little unpolished where they just kind of, they wax over details and they just say, no, 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 don't worry about it. It's, it, this is funnier. this isn't. And it's. Yeah. Just trying to move it along. Um. And so to she's doing all of her research. We also
1: get a little Hmm? little spot cameo from Doctor Eric Selvig too.
2: Right, as she's trying to figure out what's going on with her, how to fight it. None of the treatments are working. The chemo is not taking. If
1: you can do a little cameo like that, you can put Meg Ryan in Top Gun.
2: (laughs) Sure. Uh, And at one point, the 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 Norse mythology books just start talking to her.
1: Did you notice Hmm. that the two Norse mythology books she had were red and green
2: Uh, i mean i saw that but
1: red for thor green for loki oh yeah sure yeah sure i think she picks up the green one too so i was kind of like oh no but (laughs) just me being
2: too observant yeah well and that calls her to new asgard and the remnants of the now broken uh hammer mew mew uh of course we aka jonathan before before she reforms mjolnir No, it's
1: Mew Mew.
2: We're reintroduced to... Or Jonathan. We're reintroduced to Matt Damon as Loki, Sam Neill as Odin, and the other... Sam Neill? Yeah, Sam Neill.
1: I thought it was the fourth Hemsworth.
2: Well, that's Thor Is the other Hemsworth. Odin is Sam Neill.
1: Oh, 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 oh. It's not the fourth one. It's the third one.
2: Right. Not not Liam, not Chris. Yeah. Luke. Uh, uh, And then the, Sam the right. new introduction of
1: <sighs> Melissa
2: McCarthy as hella. <laughs> did you like that they brought this bit back? Not
1: at all. See, Not at
2: all. It's one of those things where it was extremely funny in Ragnarok. I
1: agree. Because with we, that. it was
2: like, you didn't expect that. And now it's, unfortunately it's like, it's expected. And so if they didn't do it, we'd be like, well, where's Matt Damon? And so they do it and you're like, alright. You yeah.
1: I don't it wasn't necessary at all. Not necessary at all. Yeah. I was like, as soon as Melissa McCarthy comes bursting through that transition, I just, I groaned internally, just like, oh, my God. And then it just sets in like the, the stopwatch of like, how long is this gag going to go? Yeah,
2: And maybe I think it maybe went on a little too long. Also, in terms of like the play itself, it ends with the hammer breaking. There's a whole lot else that happens to make New Asgard happen, but eh, what do I know? Um, anyway, so Jane's there on a on a tourist mission. She stands in front of Mjolnir. It starts to rattle around, and hard cut to. I'm gonna elsewhere.
1: need you to call it
2: Mew Mew. It's I know what it's called, and you can keep calling it that. Just it's Mew Mew. So Jane reforms Mjolnir. From there, do you remember where we cut to? Is it back to Thor?
1: No, I don't remember.
2: Anyway, at some point, Thor comes back to uh, New Asgard. And in the dead of night, uh, Gore the God Butcher appears and summons all these shadow creatures. There's a big battle that ensues. Thor's there. He's fighting all the shadow creatures. And the mighty Thor appears, and he has no idea who it is. And, oh, my God, who could that be? Why are they stealing my bit? How do they have Mjolnir? Yeah, What's going it's this, on? Yeah,
1: it's this person in basically a Thor costume, as you can imagine, where it's got, like, the armor with, like, the circles down the torso and a red cape and yeah. a shield with, like, a mask, like a cowl. And she, this person, she has Mew, Mew And he's like, Ugh. Who are you? What's this? And then the thing pops off and it's Jane. Jane? Foley. Yeah. Jane Foster. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: that delivery could have been so much better.
2: Yeah. It felt like they were really hanging on that joke working. I don't know if it does. It, but It doesn't. But I do think it that kicks off what is one of my more favorite parts of the movie. The sort of thor jane rom-com montage of them living their normal lives and learning to rollerblade and watching tv
1: thor dressed up as a hot dog
2: thor dressed up as a hot dog uh and then the slow but steady pulling apart where now they're sitting on opposite ends of the couch and he's flying away to fight and she's flying away to do master's papers on physics and they just drift or apart <laughs> and uh and she leaves a handwritten note that breaks thor's heart and they've they went their separate ways. Um, And I think it was right after then we learn Jane got blipped. They don't say it explicitly. Wait, she did? Because Thor, because she says, oh, well, yeah, it's been a long time. What's it been? Three, four years? And Thor's like, eight. It's been eight.
1: I thought that was just her being dismissive. I I never thought for a second she got blipped.
2: Because it was a five-year difference. That's the only reason I took note of it. She thinks it's only been like three years, or it feels like it's only been three to her. And he's been gone for, to him, it's been the full eight.
1: Wow. So that's, that's how I took that's that. That's a good theory. I feel like there's also some truth that it's maybe Jane just being like absent-minded. She's moving on. Yeah. I like the, the idea that she's been blipped. I'm going to need confirmation from Kevin Feige on that yeah. ASAP.
2: I wonder if that's because I thought I heard somebody talking about it like it was fact. But I I just took it from that bit. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Very good. Nice. Um, the other thing that, that Jane does with Mjolnir that I loved... Is the Mjolnir exploding and then coming back together? Yeah, that was really cool. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, was it in that montage that we learn about the spell that uh, Thor put on Mjolnir? Yes. Yeah, so that's, and that's why Mjolnir works for Jane. At some point, when he's wearing the hot dog suit, <laughs> he says, you know, always watch over and protect Jane to Mjolnir. And then it glows on the side. In the same way that it did when Odin said, you know, be you worthy to wield this hammer, you command the power of Thor. Um, and so that's how Jane gets to be Thor. Uh, just kind of broadly, do you like, did you like Mighty Thor? Did you like Jane inheriting this, how she looked? I'm really mixed on it.
1: I'm really mixed. I wanted to like her. I feel like she maybe wasn't as serviced as well as she could have been throughout her whole journey in this movie um but i didn't she just felt really awkward to me and just it wasn't it wasn't landing like it just felt like she was always i mean i know i think you mentioned to me that like in production she's like standing on a ramp
2: yeah they literally set up like a wooden walkway for her to, so she could look taller because
1: right of there course. was always the
2: joke in the original Thor that she's so much taller than him so like when they go to kiss it's like oh, she's standing on a box yeah
1: so I just I didn't like it I could I never felt like she was super comfortable in that in that role in that moment she just you kind of if you can imagine someone like you know, kind of trying to make themselves big, and yeah. they just sort of uh-huh. put their shoulders uh-huh. out, and they're like,
2: sure.
1: you know, I'm I'm here, and I'm, I'm ready, I'm and I'm it. mighty Thor, and here we go. Like that's it, and it was just yeah. like really awkward. What do you to th- me. I meant
2: to ask you this uh, when we were talking about it the other day because her her whole look is drastically different. Like the blonde, she gets the blonde wig, her makeup Bad. gets different. do do you like the makeup look good? Like
1: her face looked good. The hair wasn't working for me at no. all. No,
2: uh, I don't know. I, I kind of like. I liked what she, what they did. I think the only thing that's awkward is improv comedy is not Natalie Portman's strong suit. It doesn't feel like, no, I don't think she jived as well with the Taika method as, as Hemsworth does. Yeah. Uh, I think it really comes out when she's like testing out the the catchphrases. Well, you see
1: her, I feel like that was her trying to kind of find her lane with being mighty Thor. And in my opinion, she never does, you know, as you mentioned, she's trying to figure out a catchphrase and trying to, you know, at one point asking Thor, like, how how do you do this, basically? What do you, oh, this is my first bad guy, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, it was awkward, and she's trying to, like, yeah. do too much, and it it, it should just come naturally, yeah. and it didn't.
2: So, first encounter with Gore, a little interaction with him and Thor, uh, and at the end of it, uh, Gore takes the children of Asgard Uh to to hold them hostage because he needs he needs Thor for something specific and they haven't told us what it is yet we ultimately learn that it's Stormbreaker he needs the axe he needs the Bifrost to to encourage his plan of getting to eternity um and wishing for the death of all the gods which you know this whole thing god butcher uh
1: in the the kidnapping raid though we learn um that heimdall has a legacy
2: yes astrid no astrid heimdall's son the again one of my favorite jokes in the movie is uh oh his head pops up after the battle they're like trying to figure out what to do and because he's heimdall's son he can have those visions and his head pops up and he's like oh hi i'm axel Axel, that's and, correct, not Astrid. And, and Thor's like, oh, Astrid. He's like, no, my name is Axel. It goes, your father gave you a good Viking name, and I'm gonna call you by that, Astrid.
1: Yeah, it was, just, well, it was very funny. I don't know. I thought it was a moment of gender identity that was nice. Maybe could have been fleshed out a little bit because I looked at you and was like, is this like a gender thing? And you kind of shrugged. And no, I, I, I
2: thought it was just like teenager thinks Axel Rose is cool, and Axel sounds cool so i want to call axel now i
1: i thought it was a gender thing and i i would have appreciated it being a little more definitive
2: i just i i thought it was astrid's a stupid name my name's axel so that that's what i saw it as um and uh they they learn kind of where they are and they have to go get them and then there's a whole kind of bit of the the (laughs) basically thor and Thor has a love triangle, quote unquote, not with Jane, but with Mjolnir and Stormbreaker, and that sort of first appears there. Again, something I thought was a pretty good joke. You didn't care for No, there's so many bits where he's
1: like talking to Stormbreaker, like, oh no, just, I'm just, it's not like just that. It's
2: stupid. But they. Figure out that they need they they're gonna have to fight gore they're gonna need an army and who's who's what a better army to fight the god butcher than an army of gods and they go to omnipotent city home of Zeus as played by Russell Crowe and other various creator gods that have names don't have names doesn't really matter uh, <laughs> and um, Russell Crowe is is he's doing something in this movie uh,
1: I don't know what it was
2: apparently it wasn't good. So he's trying to do a Greek accent. Oh, is that what
1: that was? And
2: apparently there's like some famous Australian comedian that Russell Crowe and Taika Waititi would know that does a Greek bit. And that's what this guy sounds like. So Russell Crowe is vamping off of that. And apparently, too, I I read today that when they filmed the scenes, they filmed them twice. Once with the Greek accent and once with a British accent, which uh, Russell Crowe kind of. Paired with the portrayal of Zeus in Clash of the Titans by Laurence Olivier, where it's like a a standard British tone, but they ultimately went with the Greek one because they thought it was all funnier. As long
1: as he's not singing "Les Mis," (laughs) I guess it's
2: okay. Don't you forget my name. Cringe. Um. So he he's big and blustery. He's really putting on a show. He's Zeus. He's the big dude, and he feels like no, we don't we as gods don't need to worry about the God butcher. We're just going to hang out here in omnipotent city where we're safe and happy and can eat our grapes, have our orgies and just, Oh my God. There were so life.
1: many orgy jokes in yeah. that, in A that lot. scene. And I was put off by it really. Cause I mean, like unnecessary,
2: just yeah, what? the, the whole land of the gods thing. I think, I, I, in thinking about it, I've had a lot of different opinions about how it could have been done better, because I understand why it's there, and it makes sense to show, like, that these gods are what Gore says they are, and they're not even going to help Thor, Um, but in my mind, I I thought that Zeus and Thor could have had a more known relationship, because it's like, Zeus ultimately knows who Thor is, he's like, oh, Thor, you're Odin's son, like, because in my head, as an Earthling living with our Earth stories, in terms of the mythologies, Odin and Zeus in Norse and Greek mythology always seem to be like the guys, right? You would think that in this world that they would have like some sort of camaraderie or work colleague ship for something. it's very
1: it's very one-sided. I mean, you learn right. that Thor kind of idolizes him and and sees himself as maybe like... A buddy cop kind of thing where yeah. Zeus is lightning and Thor is thunder. and
2: Right. I just thought that I thought they would have like a more like, no, you helped my father once before. You should help me now sort of thing. And it, it, they never played it up that way. That's just me kind of like wishing something that would have happened. But I don't know. It A lot of it just didn't make sense. And it was just a, a big out there performance by Russell Crowe to be a weird out there dude. And then they steal a thunderbolt.
1: Yeah. You do see Nude Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, allegedly you, Chris Hemsworth. Did you like
2: Hem- Hemsworth butt?
1: I wasn't disappointed. Okay, great. I I mean, I'm not gonna say I didn't need it, but I didn't need it. Yeah. But I'm not sad that it was there. The 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 drama of the posse that Zeus has, where he's got like, you know, six, five or six. Like semi gods around him, his mm-hmm. little like entourage, his harem, yeah. and then they he like flicks off all of the clothes off of Thor, and then there's some girl looking straight at her at at Thor, and she like faints. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's a little excessive, but yeah. okay.
2: Uh, big battle or a small battle ensues. They escape. Korg, uh, is now just a face because apparently the only thing that on a Cronin that is actually alive is his face, so his rock body falls. That apart. was the
1: part. He felt he he gets yeah. like kinda disintegrated into a pile of rocks and I was really kinda hoping we were gonna be done with Korg. Yeah. Add some like levity to it. Like, yeah. oh, we're gonna do all of this for my fallen comrade Korg. No, no, he's yeah. fine. He's still doing his wisecracking
2: BS. Yeah. Th- oh,
1: that's what happened. And we haven't even mentioned
2: Valkyrie. Right, Valkyrie all of this. Valkyrie's around. She's her, her storyline doesn't it, it, there isn't really one like it, in, in the trailers and kind of in the build up. It seems like there's a whole storyline where she's king, but she doesn't like being king because she deals with meetings and because she even has a line like oh, it, it, things that could be meetings or ra- meetings. that could have been Raven Mail or Raven Mail that could have been meetings or, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, but
1: she takes old cor- spice
2: commercials. Oh,
1: my God. What was that?
2: I, but I think and I think. So the, 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 the story is that there's a four-hour cut of this movie as it originally came out. And the movie is only two hours. So there's a lot that they filmed that doesn't exist. Which yeah. is kind of maybe why the movie's so choppy at the beginning because there's probably a whole lot of other stuff that just never got included. Mm-hmm. But I think it's at this point that the movie turns. Once we get out of Undependent City, all this kind of up and down, serious, not serious, weird stuff, bad jokes, we get on the boat and we're going to the shadow realm to go fight Gore. And Thor and Jane have this actual heart to heart of I missed you. I felt like crap. That was I have cancer. That whole bit.
1: That was my favorite part in the movie was just that moment of them too being honest with each other and themselves really. Cause Jane hasn't you you find out with Kat Dennings that Jane hasn't really told anybody that she has cancer and that it's stage four and that, you know, her to get her affairs in order. And um it was nice to see her finally being honest with herself that she has it and telling Thor and kind of just providing an explanation for all of this. Um and it was nice to see Thor being honest with his own feelings too and and mm-hmm. say that like he missed her and he will always carry a torch for her because she is the one that you know brought him to this reality of being a good person um as explained in the original film and it they will always have that bond because of that and I I just I really really enjoyed that it wasn't perfect like the the way it's presented is, is goes back to the BS Guardian stuff, <laughs> right? Where say, she's saying, put out he's elderly. saying, like he looks at her longingly and says, "I want to feel shitty," and he's <laughs> like, you know, all of well, not all of us, but yeah. Jane specifically is like, "What?" Yeah. and it's this backwards concept of like I want to be together because i love you so much that if you do ever leave me i'm gonna feel shitty right he
2: wants to he wants to feel something rather than nothing
1: yeah and it's
2: and, that, and that's an old adage like I'd sure feel... but
1: that's not like a great way of presenting no, that it was and bad, it, it, was it, it really yeah. diluted like the significant emotional moment but i i agree at that point that's where the movie really turns and kind of Tightens up a little bit. It certainly finds its focus. The issue I have with that scene is the stuff that I have with a lot of the movie, and that I can't just sit there and enjoy that moment for just a beat, like right after they get back together, because it's interrupted by some stupid ass Korg thing immediately. And it was just so frustrating that, like, we can't relish this moment. We can't just, like, sit there and be happy and enjoy it even just for a second or a beat or whatever, or just like let that be the end of the scene. And then we go on to the next thing because we have to cut to some stupid Korg thing. And like another pointless Tessa Thompson, like monologue of like their romance, their rekindled romance is ill-fated because she's dying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and then we we get that they they kiss, that's when the corks sing some weird song, and then they crash into the shadow realm world. Goats scream, uh, (laughs) and then the shadow realm, I think, is so cool what they did visually. So, according to the people that know these things, the way they filmed everything on that planet, or at least the battle on that planet, is it's a setup similar to what they've used in Star Wars, the volume, they, apparently they shot a lot of this movie on the volume, but there's something specifically that they used where they had, basically there is a light source. Normally when you're filming something there's one light source, right? And you're kind of just framing it up. The light source is constantly moving around. And so all those shadows that you're seeing aren't CGI shadows. They're maybe enhanced by CGI, but they were done specifically. And this whole concept of the shadow realm is this, this land that even color does not dare tread. And so it's, black and white except for the flashes of a bright light like thor's lightning or the lightning bolt or mjolnir and you get a little bit of pops of color here and there i just thought it was so one of the most visually interesting scenes we've had in the mcu in all of phase four
1: i mean especially considering the insanity that comes with um dr strange and the multiverse of madness Right. we
2: talked about how disappointing that was
1: that i agree with you that the shadow realm scene was just infinitely more captivating and probably an excellent example of like less is more because you literally have less here. It's Mm -hmm. just black and white. It's just shadow with pops of color, not everything everywhere all at once.
2: Yeah. It it was super cool. They they find this tent where Gore is living. That's where Jane discovers it's all a trap. They need the he needs the bifrost to open up the key to eternity. Uh and she th- throws out the axe. Then Gore has I think his most effective scene, or at least Christian Bale does, where he's really just eating it up where he's kind of traps them all is trying to get them to call the axe and then goes one by one and kind of breaks them all down as to who they are and what what's what they intense. think they are. It, I thought yeah. he was
1: like legitimately sinister in that moment and mm-hmm. refreshingly cut through the silliness. Mm-hmm. Like it really brought everything down and and is just a really good contrast because this movie is so colorful and shiny neon sparkle. And now we have blah, scary, sad, you're effed mm-hmm. villain moment. And it was very good. It was so, so good.
2: So good. Uh, just yeah, like I said, break breaks down each one of them very well. Thor calls the ax explosion, big fight with more shadow creatures. Uh, Eventually, they, Valkyrie gets stabbed and they say, oh, shit, we, we got to get out of here. You know, we're, we're losing this fight. Uh, and so they call the Bifrost. And as they do that, Gore is, is able to command some of the shadow creatures to gra- help grab the axe. They get sucked off in the, into the Bifrost. Gore now has the axe and the Bifrost, so he's going to go to eternity. They crash land back on Earth. They're like, ah, damn. And that's when Jane, is, her health is really starting to fail and she, they put her in the right. hospital. Well, that was the
1: whole angle of it is that yeah. she's masking her illness because possessing Mew Mew keeps her in good health, but it's also what is preventing her human immune system to mm-hmm. fight the cancer. So every time she takes hold of that hammer, the cancer's just Alive and thriving, and taking her down every single
2: time. And the, the way it's explained in the comic, supposedly, is she's doing the chemotherapy, but every time she grabs Mjolnir, Mjolnir, because chemo, the, the, the chemical they use, is technically a poison. And because Mjolnir is trying to protect her, it wipes her body out of the poison. So the chemo never takes hold when she grabs on the Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they don't go into the detail here because they don't need to. You just need to, And the way Thor explains it is every time she grabs Mjolnir, it's sapping her mortal strength, her ability to fight the illness, as, as we kind of mentioned here. And so basically it's kind of determined that if she grabs it, if she becomes Thor one more time, she won't have enough strength to live anymore. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, you have to stay. Valkyrie's injured. She so at least lost a kidney. Right. So I got to go fight Gore by myself. I know where he's going. I got to save the kids. I got to, you know, protect oh, eternity. Right. Um, yeah, so the, again, pay attention to the kids part because it, it was even mentioned in the romantic comedy part that maybe Thor wanted a kid because he was looking longingly at one through the window. And that's an important thing by the end of this. Uh, so Thor gathers up Thor's light or, uh, Zeus's lightning bolt and says, I got to go. Goes off as the battle gets there. Uh, save the children. imbues them all with a temporary ability of the power of Thor. Uh, they all grab their weapons, including teddy bears. We love it. And so you get a bunch of electric children, uh, and Thor fighting shadow creatures to the tune of the solo from November Rain, which was so, so cool. Uh, and uh, battle with Gore ensues. It looks like Thor's gonna lose, and Jane shows up. And this was the the other truly like emotionally effective moment of the movie is all the kids are like oh Thor's here and then you look at Thor and Thor just goes oh Jane no because it's like he knows this is it this is no matter what happens in this fight this is the last time he will see her until yeah. you know Valhalla they fight the fight uh they they seemingly beat gore they destroy the necro sword but the Bifrost has already opened up the hole to eternity and so Gore's able to go in, they go to eternity. Another visually striking sequence, which was apparently filmed in a Best Buy parking lot. <laughs> it's isn't the way the story goes, uh, full of water and eternity. So it there's in Marvel comics. There's like these several powerful, like gods, not gods entities. We'll say, uh, I don't know all of them, but I know one of them is eternity. Another is death. And there's like these big kind of weighty concepts. And they look exactly like they do in the in the movie where it's like an outline of a person, which is like a starfield, which is kind of neat. Um Gore is one. And Thor tries to convince him otherwise, and they talk about what they're really fighting for, and he's like, I'm fighting for revenge. And Thor's like, We're all fighting for love. You want the love of your child. I wanted the love of Jane. But you won. I'm gonna sit here. You know, you you make your wish and you know, you choose love you can do what you want i'm gonna choose love and he sat sits there with jane gore has the realization of you're right i'm i should be fighting for love for my child and uh, and wishes for his kid to come back and i ultimately i while well, again this movie kind of has a lot of it's a it's a silly movie in a lot of parts it ultimately finishes with a lot of heart at the at the climax do you climax think of, that was a
1: good wish on christian bale's part I mean, no, (laughs) no, I agree.
2: No, I think, I mean, if I was.
1: He knows he's dying. He knows. And then wishes for his daughter to come back just so she can come back now and live without a father. Like, that's so
2: messed up. I think there's I, I, I kind of forget the exact beats, but. Is it after that she comes back where it's kind of the agreement that Thor will protect her? Yeah. Yeah. But okay. I mean,
1: even still.
2: Yeah, but I think it's a thing of like he's dying. He could kill all the gods and just like send the world to chaos or he could bring his daughter back and allow her to have a life. You or know, he the could person have just loved.
1: given the wish to Thor and then he could wish for Jane to be OK. And then we could have That's an what opportunity for Jane to be a more fleshed out character instead of just this like, I don't know whatever awkward mess she was
2: that's what I, that's the entire time as soon as they mentioned that concept of eternity and the wish and all that i thought oh they're gonna beat him they're gonna be there and they're gonna wish for jane to be okay and they didn't and i i kind of i kind of applaud them for sticking to their mm-hmm. guns and like saying no jane's gonna die
1: yeah that's fine we need to be better about killing people off
2: <laughs> yeah so jane turns into gold dust and seemingly goes off to Valhalla.
1: Not a WWE superstar,
2: <laughs> and uh, Gore dies. There's now Love, the daughter, and uh, every is that little, what she's really called? That's yeah, that's what they end up calling her. Because I think the other thing that I, I, I haven't delved into this myself too much myself, but I think Eternity has children in the comics, and like one of them is called like Empathy or whatever. They have like all these, again, ethereal cons- conceptual names. Um, but yeah, so we, we go back to, we, we fast forward now and Thor is now raising love as his own child, as an adopted child of his enemy. Not unlike Loki was to Odin. Oh
0: yeah. I guess that's a good point.
2: Even though Odin actually kidnapped Loki as a bargaining chip to use against the frost elves at some point. But in my mind, it's a nice gesture of the person lo- Thor loved most in the world, aside from Jane, was his brother Loki, who was adopted, the adopted son of his enemy. And now this is the adopted daughter of his enemy. So I thought that, yeah, in my head, that, that works out nicely. I didn't
1: realize that. That's a nice touch. I still don't like it, but. Because I feel like, I mean, we talked about this that, like, so often now we're seeing these tropes of superheroes kind of playing like babysitter. And I yeah, think.
2: Mandalorian, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, yeah, Mando
1: Obi-Wan, I mean, I was discussing this with my the same friends from earlier. Where like Logan comes mm-hmm. to mind as mm-hmm. does Deadpool 2 and yep. the babysitting aspect of both of those movies were I was something that I've just kind of had a hard time with and takes away from the the superhero being able to just be the superhero. It it adds this extra responsibility to them that like I just Find like irritated, like
2: go go away. So my thing with this is, as far as I can tell, like yes, I I said there's some allusions to like Eternity's children or whatever, but that's I don't think that's what this is. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But everyone that I can listen to or read from doesn't there isn't um precedent for this in the comics. So this is something that's an entire MCU creation, which is nice to have for sure, but. I don't know how they play this going forward. So, does this mean Thor and Love are now a package deal? Or do they show up in Thor 5? Is there a Thor 5? Or, you know, I mean, we can talk about some of that later, I guess. But, like, if it is going forward, is Chris Hemsworth's daughter going to continue to play her? I just think that that. No, you have to recast. I think you have to recast, like, a serious actor. And maybe she's trying to be, but I don't. I never got that sense. She didn't really have a whole lot to do. I mean, I think some of the things she said were kind of funny like very clearly like a daughter loving to to tell her dad to go piss off or whatever she said which was like okay yeah this is fun um and i think an interesting part is that now that this is that's over she has stormbreaker and he has mjolnir again so it's yeah back to back to normal in that sense um i just don't know what they're gonna do with that going forward because it's just it's a completely new direction for Thor and it's a completely new direction for for all of it. So I, I just, I'm so, I guess it's nice to not know what they're doing with that going forward. But as a general thing that we'll talk about when we get to the state of the MCU, I don't know where a lot of this is going forward. We we know that we're going to get to multiverse clashes at some point, but like, there's so many of these individual threads that don't seem to be aimed in the same direction that yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to do I mean, that's that.
1: what we we kind of, Came to um, enjoy, I guess, from the first volume, especially the first, you know, part where you have the Iron Man movie, the Thor movie, the Captain America movie, all meet for the Avengers movie, and then you have all of these other threads in these phases to meet in the Avengers movie. This one, I agree to your point. There's a lot there's a lot of different threads, especially if we consider like the TV shows yeah, exactly. too.
2: You've
1: yeah. got all of these Eternals and Shang-Chi and whoever
2: else. Yeah. And beyond all that stuff. Where,
1: where are they meeting and for what and for why and how and and and,
2: and, 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 and beyond all that, we have yet another set of post-credit scenes that maybe tease future things that we may see. We may not see how long is it going to take to see some of these things. First post credit scene, we come back to Zeus, who's not dead, despite taking a thunderbolt to the chest. Not dead, alive. Talks about needing to get revenge on, the gods need to get revenge on these so called superheroes. And, and who's going to get back at them, Alex? Who's, who's going to come get them?
1: Zeus's son, Hercules.
2: He's played here. by. He's there. He's every fucking where Roy can't. Roy can I guess you can tell. He's him. here. He's there. He's every fucking way. Roy. Your boy.
1: Yep. Oh my God. I was so excited. Zach went through (laughs) hell and high water to make sure this was not spoiled for me, because I actually saw it a few days after him. Um and he just made sure that tried his darndest (laughs) to make sure it wasn't spoiled. Like all the words on Twitter were muted. I texted you
2: when I got out and said, I need your phone when I got home.
1: (laughs) And I successfully managed to avoid instagram or tiktok spoilers and i was so so thrilled because i had seen this rumored for months but nothing concise or or realistically confirming any of it so when you see you know brett goldstein in a a greek mythology-esque outfit stand up and go yes father i was like
2: hell yeah don't know who i'm rooting for now (laughs) there is there is precedent of thor versus hercules in the comics so that's that's fun Uh, i think
1: honestly i want i I need them to just end up as buddies
2: well i think that i think that's probably the way that goes right he starts hunting him but it's a thing where now thor is the super wacky guy and hercules is like He plays the Roy Kent in a way of being the straight man that's very serious but very funny, you know? Uh, I I could see, like, as soon as I saw that on screen and thought about how they would play that, I was like, oh, that is pretty perfect. Goofy Thor, like, Goofy Thor playing the role of, like, Goofy Ted Lasso.
1: Oh, my God. Going
2: against the straight man. Roy Kent.
1: For those of yeah. you, by the way, who are not understanding this, stop listening to this podcast right now. Sign up for a seven-day free trial of Apple TV+, Plus and just spend the weekend watching Ted Lasso. You will not be disappointed. It's not a bad time. You will not be disappointed. It's one of the best shows around. It has one of the best Christmas episodes in television, oh my in my opinion. Literally can make me cry any month of the year. And it's just... it's just so so good and you will also fall in love with roy kent
2: yeah it's such heartfelt tv and and then then once you're
1: done with ted lasso when you're (laughs) when you're done with ted lasso come back to the podcast (laughs) and
2: finish and then you'll you'll get the champ um so i mean it's i think that's one of those we've had a string of these post-credit scenes now of
1: Who's that? What's this well, mean?
2: Blah, somebody, blah, blah. Somebody was saying that, like, in previous post-credit scenes in the, in the first three phases, the, ne- the post-credit scene was usually leading into not the next movie in five years, but the next movie. Like, whatever happened at the end of Iron Man 2 was going to lead into Thor or what have you. Uh, and all of the, like, the Shang-Chi post-credit scene we've still not seen a single bit of information about the beacon of those rings or what they're looking for or why Bruce Banner isn't Hulk in that scene. We haven't seen Eternals. Harry Styles is somewhere doing whatever. Uh, Dr. Strange, Charlize Theron is here and she's going to be in a movie in five. You know, it's all these things where it's like, when, when are we even going to see Red Coldstein as Hercules? Is it going to be in three years or is it going to be in like six? It's just it's it's just a weird thing where they keep teasing these things that are so far off. And again, so disconnected from any of the other post credit scenes that we've seen. There's there's no like everybody's there's like 20 different things happening. And at some point. We're going to get multiverse. That's I mean, that's been teased in Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and Loki. It, it It's out there. I don't know. I mean, I, I, love, I love seeing Roy Kent. I legitimately was like, oh, yeah, there he is. I, I wish I could have seen that with you the first time because we would have had the same reaction and it would have been nice. I even
1: wore my Ted Lasso hoodie to unknowingly, the movie yeah. unknowingly. <laughs> I just, I'm. Um, it was meant to be. I, I really enjoy Brett Goldstein and I really enjoy Roy Kent and I'm, I'm excited to see him going forward, and hopefully it's a six-picture deal. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: and then the second post-credit scene uh, is we go to Valhalla, which
1: oh, that was nice. It's nice. So honestly, though, it looked a little like
2: I don't know. Jane Jane shows up in Valhalla in a big robe, and she's greeted by Heimdall, who says, "So nice to see Heimdall again. Welcome to Valhalla." And it's just very nice. Which so there's there's two ways to read this and. One of them's good, one of them's nice and the other one is problematic. Oh god. One is oh, very nice. She's in Valhalla. Good to see. The other is Wait, we can see Valhalla? Does that mean that we can get to Valhalla? No. Does that mean that Loki's alive? Does oh, or not god. alive but in Valhalla? Does that mean that we can get Loki and Jane back? Because they're physical people in a place?
1: No. No, I'm, I'm electing to not pull on that thread because that's just too much. You want to talk about madness, <laughs> be,
0: multi,
1: between multiverse to multiverse, t- going to,
2: you know, mythological afterlife, like, oh my God. Now, to be, f- no. to be fair, we've now seen three different afterlifes in, uh, in the MCU. We've seen the ancestral plane in Black Panther. We've seen uh, the the sand in the fields in uh, Moon Knight, and uh, oh yeah, and now we've seen Valhalla. So clearly, these are realms that exist. And according to Moon Knight, it's apparently a thing you can get out of. <laughs> um. So I don't know. I I don't like you said. I don't want to pull on that thread too hard. I'm not even
1: picking the thread up. It's on the ground. But it's
2: one of those things where I when the instant I saw that I was like. Beyond the, oh, that's nice. My immediate next thought was, wait a second, where's Loki? No. And not that I wanted to see well, him there. Well, because I
1: don't, I don't think he's there.
2: He died in battle.
1: I don't think he's there. His he's died a lot.
2: But the, he's for real dead, though. Are you sure? In this timeline, yes. Are you sure? Yeah. In this I'm not believing anything. Um... Anyway, uh, the only other thing that I want to pick up on, and my, I have one, one like, world uh, nitpick. Thor knew about Eternity.
0: Why didn't they use it for the snap? <laughs>
1: God, Probably because he didn't know how to get there.
2: He knew how to get there. They knew where it was. They just didn't know what the key was.
1: All right. And, well, yeah, that, he didn't know what the key was. But
2: but I think that's a thing, too. Like, if they had just gone, if, the, if you knew that this power existed, you could have looked for it. And if you had just gone to eternity. No, he didn't know, though. He, they knew before they leave, they know exactly where it is. He, Valkyrie's like, yeah, remember, it's by the space cluster around the thing. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know how to get there. So clearly, he, they knew of it existing. They just didn't know what the key was. But if they had, gotten, if they had just gone to the temple, and then they look at the wall, and they'd be like, hey, doesn't that look like the Bifrost? Like Mark, it's just a th- it's a thing where like it's one of those don't think about it, don't worry about it. They just they just didn't think about it. It's like all right, didn't think yeah. About
1: it. it's fine. No, my other last point, um, before we wrap up the discussion was just kind of touching on like the dumbing down of Thor, right? Um, I really didn't appreciate. I mean, part of the whole thing with him is that he's trying to find himself again through all of the grief that he's experienced and and find his lane and be be you know thor the god of thunder and i found it really disappointing that he does kind of get there only to lead an army of children
2: it's not very consistent. It's not. And it yeah, it wasn't it does, even it, it goes, fully back, back to
1: him it. like the 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 Thor that I know prefer and appreciate because he was still being like the stupid jokey type thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Um he does turn it on in spurts. That's the thing like cuz I agree I felt that while I was watching it too. Where there is the times where he's like doing the leg splits and being weird and then it's other times where we're like I'm Thor and you're Gore. I know the I know of the Necrosword. It's like
1: yeah, and then he like splits to like, oh my gosh, I loved Zeus when I was a kid. I was like thinking we could do like a buddy thing, and I'm like, ugh, it's so but bad. But even and then
2: even in that old scene, he still goes like, oh, we need to protect the people. Like he yeah, he still turns it on, and so it's weird. And I I think I was trying to have like the
1: I miss I miss the Thor from Avengers. Yeah, where he's like, have care how you speak. He is my brother, and he is of well. Asgard. Only <laughs> killed eighty people in two days. He's adopted. Yeah. Like Thor can be funny. Yeah. Thor has like well, there is I, that sense of humor there that isn't like oh, I'm doing the splits between some monsters. Like, I think what is that? I
2: think the perfection of Thor is the Thor we get in Infinity War and Endgame, where he is funny. Like he's he's definitely funny. And I don't even just mean fat Thor. Like no,
0: he he's good.
2: it's post-Ragnarok, so you're getting the the new energy of Thor, the, the, the humor, but he still is very much focused on his goal, committed to his cause. And so maybe you say, okay, yeah, now this Thor is really dealing with a whole lot of grief. His people died. His dad died. His brother finally truly died. He's never gotten over losing Jane. Uh, Half the people died because he didn't kill Thanos. He didn't go for the head and it's all his fault and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so he's covering up that grief with aloofness and humor. And I can buy that, but I, the more... And, and that's the, the 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 devil's advocate argument I, I gave you the other day. But the more I thought about it, it's more like, no, it, it is a little too loose. And I think it's not even too loose. I came back to, as I said, the Buzz Lightyear conundrum of... The first time we meet Buzz, he's very, I am a serious space ranger. Not unlike when we meet Thor and he's, I am a god of Asgard. Please bring me more meat. I need a horse. You know, all that stuff. And he eventually softens into becoming a regular human being the same way that Buzz softens to become a regular toy. But Buzz, you know, gets his switch flipped and the batteries and whatever and becomes kind of stupid. And Thor in this movie does become a little stupid at times where it's like, he's not stupid. He can be funny and aloof, but he's not stupid. He's not like such a goof that he can't, I don't know, take his job seriously. He wouldn't be, he wouldn't be sitting up in the hill waiting for the battle just to be, aha, dramatic entrance. And I'm going to save the day while blowing up this building. Like he would, he knows how to do his job. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think that's our spoiler discussion on Thor. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's talk about the, the MCU at large. Okay.
0: Well, then, if it's color we need, let's bring the rainbow. Bring the rainbow. Is that catchphrase or something?
2: And let's look at uh, where we are right now in the MCU. As I said, 29th MCU film, which is crazy. Uh, the twelfth entry in Phase Four, and the eleventh MCU product we've had in the last calendar year. My God! Which there was a time when we had three MCU movies in a year, and people were like, "Oh, people are gonna get superhero fatigue. This is way too crazy." Now it's like, and now some
1: now it is for sure with with the TV shows and everything. It's a lot.
2: Some of it is pandemic backup where we just had a bunch of movies that didn't come out, and so you know, we're a little behind. And so we're kind of putting out things when you can. Um, mm-hmm. But right with the shows and the the movies kind of coexisting, there's a lot. And it's kind of led to this. I think like the, the Rotten Tomatoes reaction to Thor Eleven Thunder is a 69%. Nice. I don't think it's, <laughs> I don't think it's that. I don't think it's a 69. I, at worst, it's probably maybe like a 76 or something, but it's just like, I think, the 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 so much stuff that we've had and the so kind of mid-level reaction to most of it people have had is affecting what people are thinking about with this movie because ultimately is it is it the best no is it better than Ragnarok no but it's better than a lot of other stuff that we've had it's not overly like it's not Dark World bad it's just kind of It's it's a B mid level, yeah, it's a fun action movie and It's the midfield. Yeah.
1: I think I think phase four has really launched into this other place where you know the first volume of movies is rooted in reality where you have Mm -hmm. Tony Stark who is this genius Billboard. Billionaire Playboy philanthropist. Ugh, sorry. Um, but he's ultimately has ties to the real world, working with a real government, um, etc., dealing with real places, Malibu, New York, wherever. Same with Steve Rogers. He was a soldier. Mm-hmm. You know, all all things that are tangible. But the only ne- one being
2: out there was Thor, but right. he got grounded by the human in race. New Mexico,
1: which is a real place. Yeah. Now we're in space and we're dealing with magic and there's
2: just all of this
1: ethereal stuff that's a lot to comprehend. And those are just the movies. I mean, we're also diving into the TV shows too. Yeah, Phase Four also has
2: twelve Phase Four entries. I should say, uh, Miss Marvel finishes up this week, so that'll be the thirteenth complete edition of the Phase Four.
1: Okay, well, yeah, that deals with magic too, yeah. to, to a degree, yeah, um, the other thing yeah. with phase four that there's just this weird theme of is all of these characters having to kind of confront their trauma,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is just I mean going back to Black widow, even it's just it's a lot sure. it's hard it makes sense, and in I
2: flip world to a degree
1: i yes, that's true. A, a point that my friend had that I mentioned earlier and and was maybe a point in favor of, of this film, even though I consider it a criticism, the silliness mm-hmm. really kind of cuts through all of that. Like it's it's a nice palate cleanser from all the like downer stuff we've had to deal with through phase four so far. So I can give it credit for that. Doesn't mean I enjoyed it. Well,
2: but I'll give it credit. That's why I was looking forward to this one so much. Like, Spider-Man, we were all looking forward to because it was like, worst kept secret in the world. We're going to get three Peter Parkers. Oh, my God, this is going to be so amazing. Worst kept secret. So disappointing. But it was still awesome. And, like, I was looking forward to Doctor Strange because it's like, oh, the multiverse. And, it's, and it fell flat. And then Thor, it's like, well, it's Thor. It's Taika. It's colorful. It's fun. And then it still is just kind of, it's all right. It, like, I like it. It's fun. But it's it's more towards the level of all right. Um. So here's the movies we've gotten in phase four to recap have been Black Widow, technically. It's well, not really, should have been like, probably should have been a phase two or three movie. Whenever
1: but, Civil War was, that's when it should be.
2: Um, we've also had uh, Eternals, Shang-Chi, No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love, and Thunder. That's
0: the so shows
2: funny. have been WandaVision, Loki. Hawkeye, Falcon, Winter Soldier, What If, uh, Moon Knight, and Miss um, Marvel. Um, I I got all those right. Yeah. So, but this is kind of where we're at. Where there's like we 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 mentioned already, there is just so much happening, and for all the talk of Loki ends up with oh here's he who remains, who people know is going to be Kang the Conqueror who is going to be in the ant-man quantum mania next year it's like okay you see the multiverse fracturing the sacred timelines no more what what's going on wow and we never picked up on that but then it's like okay well spider-man's coming up and we we definitely know that they're dealing with multiverse stuff and they do but it's not the same sort of multiverse stuff and it gets wrapped up in a bow at the end sort of it's a sad bow sad bow and then dr strange is like okay well now dr strange we're really gonna and eh, not really and even WandaVision ends with her doing the dark hole that does lead into Doctor Strange, but even that's kind of nipped at the end of Doctor Strange, where it's like, all right, I guess Wanda's. We don't think she's dead, but she's sidelined for now, at least.
1: In you kind of going through all of that, I'm thinking about how there is this conundrum, I think, with the MCU of we're kind of running out of racetrack with. Being able to go into these movies unknowingly, like sure. not having to see other stuff or basically, as what my coworkers call it, not have nerd homework. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's maybe something we can credit this movie with is that there is no real. I mean, you've probably already seen what you need to see if you're going to see Thor, but there's no like other prerequisites that lead you astray I mean it would be helpful to see the first Thor or at least the first two Thors to see Jane and make sense of that and have have the emotional moments kind of carry properly but it's not necessary I guess you're not like sitting here thinking who is that and what's that for and it it is explained even if it's cork explaining it and it's irritating.
2: <laughs> yeah. So what what we have coming up next is like so right the lack of nerd homework for this because you kind of if you've seen anything and even if you don't you have that previous so you get Thor. Next up is Black Panther Forever or Wakanda Forever, which again is probably going to be a lack of nerd homework because there hasn't been other stuff going on that's leading into this and it's going to definitely have to do a lot of its own legwork to cover the Chadwick Boseman of it all.
1: Speaking of, just yeah. quick sidebar. We need to applaud a posthumous Emmy nomination to Chadwick Boseman for his work in What If?
2: Oh really? Yeah. Wonderful. I
1: read that today and I was very pleasantly surprised. That's
2: that's very nice.
1: At least I think that's what happened when I read that post.
2: <laughs> so that comes out in November and that's going to be our last MCU movie of the year. Um, And then after that is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And that is one where it's like, okay.
1: We need to dial it up here for that one. Because
2: like, there's no, I don't think anything's going to happen. I don't, I don't think I thought anything world breaking was going to happen in Thor. It's, and it's kind of nice that it's just another Thor adventure to a degree. Um, Black Panther has to tackle a lot of its own stuff. There's no way that they got into weird stuff there except for maybe maybe something happens in a post credit scene but i couldn't imagine what
1: there's there's a lot going on for that one and i'm excited An- though
2: and then ant-man again will deal with kang and the quantum realm and i that's really where we're gonna like hit the multiverse i button. hope so like because, and, and but see that's it right you hope so because we have all these threads and these things that we are setting up and it's just like how much stuff can we set up before there's a payoff because this is different we're in a different spot now than we were with any of the other phases. Phase one was a completely different world at the time, but it was also five movies and then Avengers. Phase two was a little bit bigger, but not that much unwieldy phase three. There was a lot going on, but we knew it was definitely like in the background. We knew we are going to the infinity saga. We are going to have the big battle with Thanos sooner than later. Now this is like, again, by the end of, Uh, this week, we will have 13 entries in phase four with no idea what we're doing. No idea what the, 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 the big culmination of phase one is going to be.
1: Do you trust Marvel though? I do. Wrap it up. I
2: do, but it's a thing of like, you got to give me a little more breadcrumb because again, it's not only that they're not setting up that they're setting up. It's not that all these things are setting up one thing all these things are setting up multiple things because that's just the movie. So again, Ant-Man, the wasp quantum mania that's next year. Guardians of the galaxy volume three is next year. The Marvels, which will be Miss Marvel lead into that and captain Marvel there. And then they've announced the fantastic four. I think they've said that's supposed to be a phase four movie. When is that going to be, what is that going to do? I don't know. It's just, it's on the schedule, but it doesn't have a date or anything like that.
1: How big is phase four? War. My God. Not to
2: mention the mo- the T V shows where we're just finishing up Miss Marvel. Uh then this year we're gonna get She Hulk, which will Oh be street level. We'll get Jessica Jones. Yeah. Which will be neat. Sorry. Uh Untitled Halloween special, whatever that's gonna be. Ugh. What? Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. And that's twenty twenty-two. Uh and then in the next coming years we'll have Secret Invasion, which is the Nick Fury. Thing. secret invasion deals with the scrolls and, and that sort of stuff iron heart which is the successor to iron man she's a little girl that knows how to do technology and becomes some sort of iron man armor wars which is the uh war machine uh, bit which will probably play into I- iron heart a little bit and also listed on here is an untitled wakanda series again a lot of stuff not to mention loki season two which is filming right now Not to mention Captain
1: America Four.
2: Captain America Four, which is in the works, they haven't said when that's gonna be or anything like that. It's just, it's just there is a. Is it too much?
1: Yeah, honestly,
2: it feels like a lot. It's you and I are people that we're in it. We're 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 too far bought in. We can't not watch this stuff anymore.
1: I think at this point, though, I just you just have to kind of take the approach of like. Like you said, we're in it. We're here. I'm buckled in. Yeah. Just they have us.
2: I, I let's just, go. I really feel for the casual fan, though. Right. Like.
1: Yeah. It, I don't think that exists anymore. It can't.
2: Well, we've even seen it with some of our friends where like we mentioned like, hey, Thor's coming up. And a couple of them are like, I haven't caught up on my Marvel homework. I, you know, I'm, be- I'm behind on my Marvel. Which is to say that all of this is just one large TV show at this point. It's not really a film series. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just there, there's a lot going on. Uh, but in terms of what we've seen so far in phase four, I, I, I keep a running ranking on my phone. So I, I'm not going to go to you straight away. Um, but let's kind of rank what we've seen in phase four so far. And I'll, I'll, I'll read off what I have and you can tell me if it's too high or too low. Or, sure. Uh, we'll start at the bottom. Just because that's probably easiest. Uh right now, again, I'm not including Miss Marvel because I haven't seen the finale yet, so can't judge it in full. Number 12 is What If.
1: Yeah, I didn't even finish What If.
2: Yeah. It's it's fun, but I, in essential. I could,
1: after the Doctor Strange episode, was, and that was just hard yeah. to get through for me personally.
0: Yeah.
1: But it was from what I've understood about what if is that it just it was a device for Doctor Strange. Yes. And, and no. even that yeah. is kinda iffy. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't only, grab me.
2: There's only a couple cool things. Like I love the the the, the episode of um what if they chose T'Challa instead of Peter yeah. Quill as Star Lord? Emmy nomination. Very good. Very good. The Captain Carter stuff is kinda cool, but like there's <laughs> there's so much there's so much that just isn't. Uh, that's
1: num- nerd homework too for uh Doctor Strange. If you a, a if you hadn't bit. seen that, you wouldn't have understood why Peggy Carter was there.
2: Eh, yeah, I, I think you get away with not seeing it. But eh, yeah, it didn't it need is. to. Number eleven, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
1: I'm biased. Sorry, I enjoyed it. I just. But I also appreciate that it's rooted in reality, which I is something I mentioned sloppy. before.
2: I just thought it was sloppy.
1: I think it, similarly to several things, is kind of. That one got screwed by COVID, COVID lockdowns yeah. and everything like it was it was going to be hard no matter what. But yeah. then to try and shoot in a foreign country in any time of 2020 was damn near impossible.
2: Well, speaking of, I saw somebody put this out there uh, on Twitter. Do we give any of the things we're seeing right now, movies, TV, in, in, not just MCU, but generally speaking, do we give them a little leeway? because of covid. That it's just it's harder to make all I mean, this stuff. mean, you kind of have to. So, do you think that plays into just the kind of meh that we're seeing or is that just
1: Maybe. Maybe.
2: There's no way to tell until we get beyond it, I sure, guess. So sure, sure. I, I don't know how fair that is right now, but um yeah, I just thought Falcon and Winter Soldier needed more focus, maybe it needed to be
1: I can acknowledge that maybe it's like a bridge to something else. Yeah. It's not supposed to be this main, like tent pole or pillar or whatever. It's just connecting you from, from Steve Rogers to Sam Wilson. Yeah. Maybe maybe
2: it's better once we see more stuff. And that's
1: fine. But I mean, and I've always had the thought of if you have to see, you know, if you have to see episode five or episode four to make sense, then episode four is not very good.
2: Uh, number ten, another one we're gonna disagree on. I have Eternals all the way down here. Oh
1: God, no! Eternals was was enjoyable for me. I really, really liked it. I wanted to spend at least another hour with all of those characters, just learning everything about them. I
2: do too. It should have been a TV show.
1: Okay, that, well, that's my it's thought. Not. I, like,
2: I, I, there's ideas in it that I like, but we didn't get enough time to do anything with them.
1: Sequel's in the works, so we'll find
2: out. I guess. Well, we'll find out what Harry Styles is doing. Uh,
1: I just appreciate the brief moment of Jon Snow and Rob Stark in the same frame together.
2: Mm-hmm. Number nine, Black Widow.
1: I think that's appropriately there.
2: It's, it's a fine movie. It's, if
1: it came out in like 2015, it, it'd be yeah. great.
2: It, it just, it could have, it, it was out of time, unfortunately. Uh, number eight is Hawkeye for me. It's fine. Yeah. Good.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I like Kate Bishop. I'm as mixed feelings as I have about, um, God, what's her name? The actor, Haley Haley Seinfeld. She's so good, but I just find her so irritating. But (laughs) I'm excited to see what goes ahead.
2: I enjoyed her. The the Kingpin stuff at the end was just such a fumble. I just don't know what they were doing. But apparently Kingpin and Matt Murdock will be in the Echo show. Who, you know. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Number seven. And this is not. I think this is kind of where my qual. There's a break in the quality of the bottom, and this next layer. Number seven. I have Moon Knight. um, Which I didn't
1: finish Moon Knight. I had a hard time getting into that one.
2: I just loved what they were doing with Oscar Isaac. And again, in the in a way that is similar to Love and Thunder, it's its own story. It has nothing to do with anything else. And that was so refreshing to take in something that has its own mythology, has powers, and all this stuff. But it is a story unto itself, and a very interesting device of flipping between the two personalities. I think that's why
1: I had a hard time with it It is because it wasn't connected to anything. I I couldn't understand why I had to care.
2: Yeah, I think, again, one of those that will probably mean more to more people as we go along and it connects to something else. Oscar Isaac was excellent, though. Oscar Isaac was great. Number six, WandaVision.
1: Loved WandaVision. I liked WandaVision more than most people, I think. I think I'm just like, it plays to my being a fan of television and just enjoying all those eras i think it's it maybe would be a little bit higher on my
2: yeah i see wandavision I, I had a tough time with like the this middle uh, middle but there's there's a there's a section here where i could kind of interchange them um and feel okay with where they are um wandavision is interesting again a thing where there's some threads that are out there that have to be picked up on like where is white vision <laughs> where, where did he go and why did Wanda feel bad about killing all those people or not killing them, but like torturing those people and then feel OK killing all the people in Doctor Strange? I don't know. Uh, number five, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, where we we yeah. talked about this at length on the podcast already, but.
1: I'd maybe put it a little lower.
2: Yeah. It, again, I could if you wanted to put WandaVision above it, I could see it. I, I don't hate it. Um, number four is where I put Thor, Love and Thunder. Hmm. Cause I think it's better than multiverse. I like it better than WandaVision, but you like WandaVision more. So do I like it more than Moon Knight? Probably, you know, it, it, there's again, there's a middle that could be moved around. Number three, Shang-Chi in the legend of the 10 rings.
1: Wow. That's high. I like it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot too. Um, yeah, I guess that's
2: like an origin.
1: I love an origin story. A,
2: a really solid origin story. Kind of a fresh take with, simu liu who we loved from uh, kim's convenience and great action real like a good family story at the center of it which i think kind of drives it well um could have done without the dragon fight at the end because that was yeah it just felt like it
1: went on a little long but i mean it it's i expect him to be kind of a main player going forward yeah and i'm interested to learn about that
2: especially with the the 10 rings like teaser at the end which is something that like God, i want to know more about that but yeah like, we've
1: been getting breadcrumbs on that shit for 15 years now
2: yeah, i have i have a theory that there's some sort of like connection between his rings and miss marvel's bracelets
1: interesting
2: so maybe we'll see what happens in this miss marvel finale uh number two and i know this is one where we differ i have loki
1: yeah i had a hard time with season loki. one of
2: loki
1: i just it was maybe a little too dense for me
2: I see, I love the the dense stuff. Like the the multiverse and the meaning of life, like I that liked, stuff is good.
1: I liked Wandavision more than I liked Loki. Yeah. That's just that just kind of puts me at where I thought Wandavision was.
2: So um, yeah, I just the, the finale of Loki with Jonathan Majors really eating it up for a half hour. I'm so excited to see his character as Kang the Conqueror now because of that. It just it was so good to me. And then, number one with a bullet, I, there was never any discussion about this. Spider Man No Way Home. Oh, yeah. Like, it, far and away we the best thing that they've Peter done so Parker. far in, in Phase 4. Absol-
1: absolutely.
2: Like, as, as good as Loki or WandaVision are to some people, it's just they're TV shows that can't reach the height that a really good movie can do. And this one just is.
1: You're welcome, Sony.
2: <laughs> right. Well, Sony probably saying the same thing to Marvel, being like, Congratulations on letting us, you, use our toy. <laughs> We're gonna go make Morbius instead. Um, I love your review on that. Please don't see Morbius. Please. Now that I have a, a microphone to speak into, I'm begging you, America, don't see Morbius. Don't make. I know them it's out, it out of theaters. It's on streaming somewhere. I saw it. We've seen DVDs for it in the grocery store. Don't see this movie. Please don't reward Sony for its failures um but otherwise that's that's phase four 12 of them miss marvel and for miss for what it's worth and unless the finale truly fucks that up um i like miss marvel a lot yeah. so far i think it's a a very cool show a very interesting again like shang chi an interesting perspective from a culture we don't see a whole lot of yeah that they're treating not just like a isn't this wacky that she's pakistani it's like no it's just she is pakistani She lives a Pakistani lifestyle. She lives a Muslim lifestyle. This is what she does. It
1: was a slow burn for me. I feel like it. I had a better chance with it because I stockpiled some episodes and was able to really burn through it. And I'm excited to see the finale. Did you
2: did you see episode five with me? The flashback episode? Yeah. Okay. great.
1: With the actress. Yes. Yeah. Only done um, Pakistani roles.
2: Yes. That was that was great. Uh, So good. Just really if, if you haven't taken the time and i know that some people haven't it's worth it like yes it's a it's don't rush some, but there's some high school good. stuff and yes it's a girl and yeah it's she's uh, different culture so take what? it take it in taking something new it's 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 very much worth it um so i think when that comes in it'll probably might make might make my top five you know maybe it pushes out dr strange or something who knows but uh yeah, that's where we sit. That's where the multi the the MCU is. You know, we we got things to do with with the with the MCU. There's, it, we need some forward momentum. Whether I that comes in Black Panther or something, we real, need some forward momentum.
1: Real quick, your rank your Thor's. Don't oh, yes. don't explain. Just rank them.
2: Uh, see, I think this is pretty easy. Um, Ragnarok, Love and Thunder, Thor, Dark World. I would do. One, one through four.
1: Thor.
0: Original. <sighs>
1: Ragnarok. Love and Thunder. Dark World.
2: Yeah. I, I like... It, Dark World is the last. Like, it it just like... I don't know what else to say about Joke's it. Joke's on just... us, though, because it was <laughs> right. the only
1: movie relevant for Infinity War.
2: Yeah, that's... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good on them for making that movie relevant.
2: Yeah, that's that's definitely something. Um, what is coming up? So we just saw... We still haven't
1: seen Minions yet.
2: No. no. There's time. It Gentle made, Minion? It, it made a dumb amount of money, and it's just...
1: Pause of Fury, Legend of Hank. Right,
2: so th- things what that are coming that? out this upcoming weekend, we've got, I think the one that we'll probably watch out of all of these... Uh, because of the Chris Evans of it all is the gray oh. man on Netflix. Maybe that'll be what we talk about next week. Um, then the weekend after that, there's only one new movie that comes out and you don't seem so high on it, but Nope, the new uh, oh, Jordan Peele no, film. that
1: is not a movie for me. I think what, if you go see Nope, I would go see where the ads sing. Not yeah. because I'm necessarily interested in that one, but just like a, a, you go your way. I'll go mine. I have, I know yeah. I'll have a better time with it.
2: Um, and then the closeout July, the last big release for us is probably DC League of Super Pets, which I know you're not also into. God, uh, but I'm a big DC guy. I need to I need to see it. Um, and then August comes, we got some fun ones in August like Bullet Train. Oh with, my gosh, uh, that Brad one Pitt. looks so
1: fun. That one looks like honestly Brad Pitt's just there for a good time at the office and yeah. and just enjoyed every moment. I'm excited.
2: And as I say that now, they that look at the rest. I think that's the only decent movie coming out in August. August not a big TV month. It's going to be a huge or not a big movie month. It's going to be a huge TV month. Where we don't talk about the TV shows on here cuz we are a movie review podcast, but uh certainly Game of Thrones prequel, uh new Star Wars show, Lord, uh, of the Rings. Lord of the Rings show, uh I mean Harley Quinn comes back at the end of July. Uh god, there is so much going on in August. It's going to be pretty packed uh, leading into September. And, and like I said, the next MCU movie isn't until November with uh, Wakanda Forever. Um, so, welcome uh, to our f- first official release on time with our officially announced podcast. We've done several on the on the channel already. Please go back and listen to uh, our intro episode, our roundup from a couple months ago, where we have got Jurassic Park and Top Gun, and uh, we Doctor did Strange. Elvis. We did Elvis last week. We did Buzz Lightyear the week before that. So we've got. We got a lot going on a whole bushel of things to listen to. Thank you for finding the podcast. Yeah.
1: And of course also follow us on Instagram to see those posts where we do our little boomerangs with our blurbs. If you're looking for more concise thoughts on it, that's um, on Instagram a.z underscore movie review.
2: And on Twitter a underscore Z underscore movie review. Again. Yeah. Thank you for finding us. and. uh, Follow our channels. Everything's there in our, in our bio, in the link. Like, subscribe, rate, review. Like, subscribe, bing, bing, rate, bing. review. Tell your friends. Share it wherever you can share it. And, Apple, uh,
1: Spotify.
2: Apple, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, uh, Audible, uh, Stitcher. Uh, there's, uh, there's a, I put it on everything we could possibly be on. Yeah. So RSS Feed Catcher. You can find our RSS feed somewhere. It there exists. you go. Um, these have been fun we're gonna keep doing them because we just love seeing movies and we love talking about them so absolutely yeah. thank you thank you for fighting through today real <laughs> real michael jordan flu game performance yeah from
1: you. apologies again i hope it wasn't too bad but uh um, with right. that we will see you at the movie
2: adios